It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, the real Ed Oliver. This is part two of revisiting preseason predictions and over under over slash unders and you guys submitted some mock trades on twitter to the lockdown wizards page so we're going to go over those let's get to it you are locked on wizards your daily washington wizards podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so yesterday we went over a couple over-unders. The ones that really stood out to me was the one uh, showing the defensive rating and the defensive efficiency, just showing how we regressed, how high I was on West Huntsville Jr. as a defensive-minded head coach or you know the, off- the defensive coordinator for the Nuggets and you know just how practice in the preseason and training camp, he said it was 80% defense 20 percent offense a lot of the players were saying that and just the hot start you know going out 10 and to starting out 10 and 3 and i really brought bought in to that the defensive mindset of you know west it looked like you know he had a defensive identity and a slower pace and just playing good defense and you know closing out on shooters rebounding the ball well defensive rebounding and just having a slow, methodical offensive pace. That was the identity of the team. And I was like, okay, yeah, they're really going to be a top 15 defensive team. And it did not end up going that way. Also, Bradley Bill being on the underside of 30 points per game, which was kind of what we, the majority thought that was going to happen. Um, so those two over-unders stood out to me, in my opinion. Um, later on, I want to get on to some mock trades that a couple of people sent on Twitter. Um, so I'm going to respond to that and just analyze and grade those um, for, you know, Mock Trade Friday. Usually call it Mock Trade Tuesday, but I'm um, just going to do Mock mock Trade Friday and talk a little bit about, about the playoffs. Just a little bit. The Mavs lost to the Suns last night. A former player, they didn't. a couple of former guys didn't play too well that were on the Wizards for the Mavericks last night. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit um, and preview some of the playoff series coming up this weekend. So, but... The first one I want to get to, I talked about Daniel Gafford, one and a half blocks per game, over, under. Uh, Deontay said the over. I said over as well. I said 2.3 blocks per game. So look at Daniel Gafford. He ended up with, let's see here, he ended up with 1.4 blocks per game. So that was super, super close. 
Um, there were some games where he just got in a lot of foul trouble, unfortunately, and there were some games where he was benched. There was a couple games where he collected DMPs as well. So I do feel like with more playing time, and you look at his minutes per game, the minutes per game that he played, he, he's you know he's an off the bench guy, comes off the bench, so he averaged twenty minutes per game, which is solid. One point four blocks per game in twenty minutes is pretty darn good. That's definitely that's really solid production there from your backup center to come in and make an impact in the game, and that's, that's just how athletic he is and how capable he is of being a rim protector and blocking shots. So I'm looking forward to Daniel Gafford coming back strong next year and seeing him play with Chris Porzingis. Chris Porzingis looking at his blocks per game. Uh, both those guys are really good at altering shots and, and you know, blocking shots for sure. Chris Tapps averaged uh, 1.5 blocks per game, so he was right on that. But we didn't do an over-under for Chris Tapps. But just thinking about a uh, dynamic big duo – of Chris Epson and, and Daniel Gafford is very, very intriguing defensively how they can protect the rim. So next one, me and Deontay were both wrong. You know, Deontay put in his, his prediction as well before the season. So this one, uh, we did the higher three-point percentage. Denny, 20 minutes per game. He had over. Uh, Rui, Rui Hachimir, 13 points per game under over because his first two seasons, he averaged 13 points per game. His rookie season, he averaged 13 points a game. His sophomore season, he averaged 13 points a game. And we did this not knowing that Rui was going to be out for 40 to 41 games. We didn't know he was going to be out for, you know, half of the season. Um, so Rui ended up uh, – D took the over, um, and then I took the over as well. Um, and I think that would that one – I think majority of people would have definitely taken the over on that, even though, you know, Kyle Kuzma was coming in, Montrez Hero, KCP – Dinwiddie, Bradley Bill, of course, of course, has to get his shots up. Berton still on the roster at the time. Um, Kispert, other guys, you know, having to get their shots up. Just so many guys on the roster kind of at that mid-tier same level looking for shots and looking for minutes. Montrose Harrell as well. Um, but, yeah, Rui ended up with 11.3 points per game. Now, what went to him, his points per game, is the minute restriction, of course, just him not coming back until the 40th game of the year. Uh, West West Hunsel Jr. had him on a minute restriction. There were games where Rui definitely got hot, but West decided to sit him. Some of that was because, you know, maybe because of his defensive um, awareness, you know, him, you know, not uh, being aware on defense, you know, letting guys, you know, backdoor cut or cut across him. Some of that could be alluded, could be the reasoning for that for sure. Um, but, you know, I thought Rui, you know, in the last eight games, Rui scored 20 points. So if Rui would have played from game one, he certainly would have surpassed 13 points per game, in my opinion, for sure. Um, so we both were wrong on that one. So I'm 0 for, I'm 0 for 2 for part two. I'm 0 for 2. Um, this one is who is most likely to be traded before the deadline? Thomas Bryant, Davies Bertans. Yeah, yeah, it was Thomas Bryant or Davies Bertans. Who out of those two would be traded before the trade deadline? That, that one's a funny one to look back on. But um, I am going to get to that that prediction. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is one of my favorite, favorite healthy bars. Summer is coming. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snacks to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you're a fuel for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food or health. With Built Bar, you can have both. And it's easy. All you have to do to go is go to Built.com and order now. Have you tried the Puffs? 
If not, people are going crazy for the puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? And they're only 140 calories. Sign me up for that. Bill Bar makes sure there's that there is something for everyone. Know what my favorite flavor is? It's cookies and cream. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Go to Bill.com to get all of your favorites, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They are all delicious. All new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On NBA Big Board with host Raphael, Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Shaman, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft player rankings, and, of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, so let's get into some of these remaining uh, predictions here. So, yeah, this one was who is most likely to be traded before the trade deadline is between Thomas Bryant and Davies Bertans. That one, I picked Thomas Bryant, um, so I'm over three. I picked Thomas Bryant because of the big man rotation, and that that really got murky right there. It was a tough and a difficult situation where Daniel Gaffer collected DMPs. Montrose Harrell would start, and Thomas Bryant would come in. Thomas Bryant, once again, didn't come in until the the really the halfway mark of the season, really the fourth game against, uh, of the season against the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, where we it was the first game where we had a full roster. We blew out the Sixers. Kyle Kuzma dunked on Joel Embiid. Thomas Bryant hit a couple of jumpers. He had a mid-range jumper. He had a three-pointer. He really brought a different element, a different aspect to the team that we were missing. You know, Montrose Harrell couldn't stretch the floor. Gaffer's not a guy that stretches the floor. Thomas Bryant, we were I was so excited for him to come back because we needed that. You know, teams were playing zone against us, and um, Thomas Bryant was able to stretch the floor and knock down a three. Um, in previous season, shot 41% from the three. The previous season in 2020, granted, it was only two threes per game, but that's something I would not stick my nose up at all. I and mean, the Wizards could use that. Um, but I said the reason why I said this was because Daniel Gaffer got a three year, $40 million extension. And when that extension happened or he signed that, he was ineligible to be traded. So he was off the board. I was like, you know, this three man, this three man rotation, I don't think it's going to work like it did last year with Alex Land, Robin Lopez, and Daniel Gafford. I think these guys have different personalities. They want more playing time. They're going to need more minutes. These guys want to play 30 to 40 minutes where it's not going to be like, oh, Robert Lopez gets 16 minutes. Gafford gets 15 minutes here. Alex Lynn starts and, you know, he knows he might not come back in until the third quarter or he might not come back in for the rest of the game, to be honest with you. Um, so it was diff- it was two it was three guys with different personalities that really really want to play and feel that they need to either start or play 30 for 35 minutes to be honest with you. Um, so I was like, okay, one of the guys is going to be traded. And then honestly, it was very close because the whole showcasing thing, Montrose Harrell ended up being traded out of the three or out of the guys. Um, but Thomas Bryant was close too because it it just looked like they were showcasing him as well. And you know he was starting, wasn't very good defensively. And they were losing a lot of games. Um, but Bertans was the one that ended up being traded out of the two. And def- he definitely needed to be traded. He certainly needed to be traded. Needed a new se- new place of scenery. And the Wizards paying that contract, um, they just had to move on. And it was it was time for 
the two parties to move on. Davies Bertans last night had nine points. He had three threes. So he didn't have a bad game. I did not get to watch the game because it was late. Had to get to bed. But I see 129 to 109. Phoenix Suns beat the Dallas Mavericks. Spencer Dinwiddie did not have the greatest game. Uh, he was three for 10, had 11 points, two for five from the three. I did see him shoot his patented sidestep jumper long two, and he missed that. But, you know, um, that series is, is – I got the Suns – if it's not a gentleman's sweep, I got the Suns winning 4-0 in a sweep, to be honest with you. All right, so this one is all-star. Will, will, will somebody from the Wizards make the all-star game? I guess we'll do this one very quickly. Um, nobody made the all-star game. Nobody was even close. Nobody even got a vote. Um, I said Bradley Bill would make the all-star game, and that wasn't even close. Um, not even close. All right, next one is so I'm 0 for 3, 0 for 4. Next one, Hollow no, Neto, most points and most minutes, or Aaron Holiday. So between the two, who would get the most minutes? Who would get who would average the most points? Um, I'm pretty sure without looking at the stats, it ended up being Hollow Neto. Um, Hollow averaged seven and a half points per game. And where's Aaron Holiday's numbers at? Aaron Holiday averaged six points per game. So wow. So it was pretty close. It was pretty darn close. Howell averaged 19 minutes per game, and Aaron Holiday averaged about 16 minutes per game. So it was very close. And that was the whole debate, you know, who's going to be that backup point guard? Who's going to be the backup point guard to Spencer Dinwiddie? Is it going to be Howell? Is it going to be Aaron? Um, and it kind of ended up being Howell. And then towards the end of the year, anyway, Howell collected DMPs. Aaron Holiday, of course, ended up being traded. Aaron Holiday just fell out, fell out of the rotation. Um, I thought he was a scrappy guard. Some of the decision-making was a little off, some of the turnovers, um, and he just really fell out of the rotation. Now, there was times where I really thought he could have played or should have played, and I thought West could have should have played him more, in my opinion. Um, Haul is a combo guard that they tried to play as a point guard. He's just not that, and we learned that towards the end of the year when West Unsell Jr. kept playing Haul at point guard and teams were hunting him um, on the – Defensive, they were, they just kept hunting him because he's just too short and too small. Um, teams could shoot over him, and he's not. He doesn't play like a point. He's not looking to pass. He's not looking for the hockey assist. He's not looking to really initiate offense. He's capable of doing it, but his vision is really looking to score. He's more of a scoring combo guard, but he's six feet tall. That's the only tough part about it is because you know he's going up against guys who at his position are you know six three, six four, six five, six six. But Hall Neto does a really good job getting downhill and attacking the rim. So I was – which one did I pick for that one? I picked Hall Neto, and that's because of the year before he played really well, and he started for the Wizards at two. He had to start at the two. He had started at the three sometimes. Uh, he played the four-man at sometimes. They call him Wolfman. And Wes Unso Jr. just loves Hall Neto. And he talked about, you know, bringing Hall in that for that veteran minimum deal and talked about the game with the Nuggets where him and Campazzo were going at it, Hall versus Campazzo where the Wizards beat the Nuggets in Denver. So I could just tell that, that Wes really, really liked uh, Howell Neto a lot. Um, Kyle Kuzma averaging more than 12 points a game. Uh, took the over on this one, so I did get this correct. Kyle Kuzma played very, very well. He was At times, he was the best player on the Wizards. I think he had the best season, to be honest, at all the Wizards. Um, 17 points per game, so I think, and 8.5 8, 8. boards per game. So he basically averaged 17 to 9. He had a triple-double, had a 25-point game and 22 rebounds. He, he had some ridiculous numbers. And he was super, super clutch. So Kyle Kuzma definitely uh, played above expectations. He was in the running for most improved player. Of course, John Morant won it, but there were some other guys ahead of him for sure, like Miles Bridges. Um, but Kyle Kuzma could definitely be put in that conversation for sure, at least a top five vote getter. Um, 
Gafford votes for most improved player of the year in all NBA defensive team. No for both. Um, Spencer Dinwiddie, comeback player of the year, coming back from the ACL. Big no on that one. Uh, <laughs> Marcus Harrell, six man of the year votes. No on that, but he really was playing well in the beginning of the year. He seriously was. He was. He was. He was in the MVP ladder. He was top five in the MVP ladder, top ten in the MVP ladder for a long time. He was. He was the best player on this. He was getting MVP chance in DC. I mean, uh, Ted Leonsis was wearing his jersey. He was getting automatic double doubles. The crowd loved him. Uh, Marcus Harrell, he really was looking like a six man of the year type of player in the beginning of the season. He really was. Um, all rookie team for Car Corey Kispert is first or second. He did not make any rookie teams from what I've seen or heard. Um, so that's it for the predictions. Um, a big fail on everything for me. I think I only got one right out of all of them. So, uh, but I definitely will be doing this next year before the season starts. So, but I do want to get to the mock trades uh, before we wrap up. And before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sporting developments, league reviews, and news, including the year's basketball, this year's basketball playoffs, and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right. So before I do get to the mock trades that, that people sent in, um, there's no games on Thursday night. So the Heat and Sixers play on Friday. Uh, I got the Heat winning that one. If Joel Embiid does not play, the Suns play the Mavericks at 930 in Dallas. I'm going to say Dallas wins that one, but it's going to be a gentleman's sweep by the Heat, by the Suns. Um, Saturday, Celtics, Bucks. I'm gonna go with the Bucks at home on Saturday. Grizzlies, Warriors on Saturday. I'm gonna go with the Warriors at home. Sunday, Suns, Mavericks. I got the Suns. Like I said, gentlemen sweep, and I got the Heat with a gentleman sweep as well. So those are my predictions for the uh, playoffs. So you guys can go to Bet Online and submit your bets there, or over unders, or anything like that. You guys can go to BetOnline.net. Uh, so let's see here with the trades. I just want to thank a couple of people for. Sending in their mock trades. We got two mock trades that were sent in. This was Thursday night. So this is from Dave Hard uh, on Twitter. D-A-V-E-J-H-A-R-D. Dave J. Hard. He says, Kyle Kuzma in a 2022 first-round pick for DeJounte Murray. If we get lucky and get in top four, possibly not. So if we get a top four pick, I'm going to have to keep that pick, to be honest. But... Kyle Kuzma in a first for DeJounte. Now, the only thing is De DeJounte is making 16 mil. Kyle Kuzma is making 13 and a half. So, via, you know, via, with, with, a, with, a, with a trade, you know, salaries have to match. So, you know, we'll see if we can work that out, um, which is not far off. Uh, but DeJounte Murray, he's an all-star player. These top four guys, I think they eventually will make an all-star game, but you, do, you just don't know if they're a sure thing. I think Jay Nivey is a sure thing. I think Jamari Smith is, is a sure thing. And what the Wizards are looking for, they're looking for a point guard. They are. So it would fit the bill of what they're looking for. Would you trade future talent for a win-now guy in DeJounte Murray who is an all-star? The only thing about DeJounte Murray is that three-point shooting. He is, I think, I want to say he shot 31% from the three-point line, but he can create for others. He can rebound. He can he can uh, create for others. Um, him and Porzingis, him, Bill and Porzingis would be a legitimate big three in the Eastern Conference. They seriously would. That would be a big three. It would be it would be more than just a solid three of 
you know, Bill, Kuzma, and Porzingis. That that's a solid three, but a legitimate all-star three, because you could have DeJounte can make another all-star game in the Eastern Conference. Bradley Bill, if he plays back to his 2021 self and the you know years before that, shooting the ball well against the basket. That's two all-stars. Porzingis stays healthy, you know, plays like he did in the late last half of the year, which I was very impressed from what I saw from Porzingis had a 35-point game. He had a 30-point game. The game where he took over the Lakers, he played well. He had some really, really good games, some really encouraging games. You keep Gaff, you keep Rui, you keep Denny. So giving up Kuz on a first-round pick and you get to keep KCP as well, um, that's that's a pretty good team. That's a competitive team. I think that's better than a playing team. So that's not a bad trade. The only thing is, is you give away a chance of getting a Jaden Ivey. But the, the thing is, will Jaden Ivey be – Will he ever be better than DeJounte Murray? Will Paolo ever be better than DeJounte Murray? You just don't know. You just don't know. But they, they could end up being better than De, DeJounte Murray. That's the that's the risk you take with giving up giving away a first-round pick. But, yeah, giving, up, giving away Kuz. You know, Kuz is on a contract year next year in 2023. He has, a t- he has a player option, so he can opt out and take more money. So you can have the foresight there and um, and that and, and, and move on from him before you have to pay him. And you get a good player in return of DeJounte Murray that's on a really favorable contract. He's making about yeah, 16, 17 million per year. So that's a steal. That's a that's a solid trade. I'm not I, I like that trade. I, I give that about a B plus. I give that a B plus. Um, next one is from Marshall D. Teach at Stu underscore PDM. He says, Donovan Mitchell for Bradley Bill. That's a that's kind of a lateral move. Right now, Donovan Mitchell played the better basketball last year. Donovan Mitchell is a better defender. He is a better two-way player um than Bradley Bill. Now He's having some riffs with Rudy Gobert. You see Bradley Bill on the court having some riffs with other players and chemistry issues, you know, with Spencer Dinwiddie and whatnot. Um, Donovan Mitchell, though, he come in here and then you got to pay him too. So it's kind of it's a lateral move. It's really a lateral move. So it doesn't really get you anywhere. But I do like Spider. I do like Donovan Mitchell a lot. I, I think he's better defensively than Bradley Bill for sure. And he's shooting the ball well. Let me let me pull up Donovan Mitchell's numbers up here too. Because Donovan Mitchell, I'm pretty sure he thought he shot the three pointer better than what Bradley Bill did. I know it wasn't hard to because Brad shot what 30% from the three point line this year. Um, but let me quickly look that up and then look at his contract too. Because I know he's not going to make the thing is, too, he's you know, he, you're not going to have to pay Donovan Mitchell five years to a quarter of a billion dollars just yet. Donovan Mitchell shot 35% from the three, he averaged 25 points per game. Brad averaged 23 points per game. Um, Donovan Mitchell got to the free throw line four times a game, 50% from the 50% from the field as well, and shot 85% from the free throw line. Three-time All-Star, 2017-18 All-Rookie, and Donovan Mitchell is 25 years old. Let me look at Donovan's contract real quick too, because that's that's a big deal too. That's a pretty big. That's a big thing too to consider because Brad is about to get paid, but you know when you trade it, you would trade him before you pay him, of course. Uh, let me pull this up here. Yeah, Donovan's making a five-year, $163 million. Uh, five years, $163 million, so $32 million per year. So this would give you more cap flexibility as well. So this is not a bad trade either. It's not a bad trade either, to be honest with you. Donovan Mitchell's under contract until 2025. He has a uh, player option in 2020, the 2025-2026 the year he has a player option. So this is not a bad trade. Like I said, it's, a, it's somewhat of a lateral move. Right now, Donovan Mitchell is playing the better basketball, though. So I think the Wizards would win the trade, in my opinion. You trade a younger player on a cheaper deal, you would have um, better cap flexibility and a guy who is a couple years younger, who's four years younger. He's going to be 26 by the year by the time the season starts. But you get a guy who's three years younger, 
on a cheaper deal. It's still a max deal, but still on the cheaper deal who, who's a better defender as well. Um, so, yeah, I, if if that was available, if it's cap- if we're capable of doing that, I don't know how the money would work, of course, um, with, because we don't have any ca- – we're over the cap. So, you know, the sign, the trading, you know, has to be – the salaries have to match. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I think this is a win. That's a win for the Wizards. That's a win. I think that's a win. And Dave, Dave Hardstrand, I think that's a win too. I really do. I think that's a win too. I hope that it wouldn't be a top four pick. I hope maybe it's like pick five and the Spurs are like, okay, we'll take pick five. We'll take Kuz and we'll give you DeJounte Murray. And DeJounte's on a $17 million contract. So that, that, I would love that. I would love that trio of DeJounte, Brad, and Porzingis. I would love that trio. And he's a pass first point guard. What they're looking for, he's a dog. He's a pass for fast first point guard. He can facilitate the offense. And he can defend and he rebounds. So that would be awesome. The only thing is just three point shooting for DeJounte Murray. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I just want to thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend as well. It is Mother's Day weekend. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the play in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On Experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Hell to the Wizards. Peace. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said done. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.